I'm an advocate for people starting up businesses. I'd rather have people businesses than, you know, uh, than work for somebody, you know, suffer mm. like me. <laughs> <laughs> Squeegee Inc. Podcast Season 2. This podcast is sponsored by Blind Maggot, Magna Colors, Screen Print World, Target Transfers, and Adobe Creative Suite. My name is Nimrod, Tabilay, last name. Uh, and uh, the shop is called Rocksteady Design and Print. Uh, you know, I, I try to leverage the fact that I am a graphic designer to begin with because I do offer the design services in-house. Uh, I don't have, you know, I don't, I don't outsource all that stuff. I, I like the fact that I do the designs as well. Uh, it gives it a personal touch. Yeah. So, yeah. And I've noticed that a lot of your um, customer base are around the music industry. Like, can you yes. tell me how, how do you go about like getting more customers in that in that base, or do they just know you through your music? Or, um, yeah, it's actually a kind of like a uh, I guess just chance, and I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I've had a you know I've, I was running a business. Uh, uh, I was running the same business before, but like, um, I kind of just wanted to create an account that kind of catered to, to the scene, you know, mm, <laughs> to, yeah. uh, and so like, uh, I, you know, I started making an Instagram account and, you know, like literally changed a lot of the things that I was featuring and then, like one thing led to another when I've got an account with uh, a record store. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. And so like when, when I started working with them, um, you know, like it just became like a, like somebody knew that person and this person yeah. knew that person. Cause the scene is kind of small here, you know, uh, well, not that small, but like, just yeah just a specific scene it's just you know everybody knows everybody so yeah like a clique now you're nim you're nimrod the music screen printer musician. yeah yeah but basically do you got guitars behind you are they do you play guitar and stuff in a band or oh like... no, no no i'm not no. in a band um i i grew up playing music and singing and all that stuff i just kind of have done it like you know a hobby um so I just kind of kept up with just still knowing. <laughs> yeah. I never I never got good. I'm not like, uh, you know, I don't do any like guitar solos or anything like that. But... Yeah. But you could probably like hold your own on an open mic night maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if it's like, that. It's like uh, maybe a notch lower. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what's lower than uh, karaoke, but no, that's just... No, for a, for a musician, it's probably a bit even lower oh, no, than I love a... karaoke. Okay, there you go. You're the karaoke <laughs> Filipino. dude. Filipinos, <laughs> yeah. you can't separate karaoke and Filipinos. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I've never been. I've never been to the Philippines, but I've been to that kind of side of the world. And the karaoke, if you know, if you've got a British accent and you can read all of the karaoke really well to like the uh -huh. rap songs and stuff, they go mad. And they're like, wow, you're really good. And I'm like, a horrible singer, but I do know all the words. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, it's really, yeah. really fun. 
Um, so how did you get into screen printing? Because you said you kind of rebranded your first business to be more like music centric, but how did you pick up a squeegee for the first time? Um, I think it started when I was like seven or eight, actually. Wow. Uh, cool. I got introduced to, well, I, I first got introduced to it through, uh, it's kind of because I grew up in a church environment. And so like yeah. they had kind of like a, like a churchy version of like boy scouts yeah <laughs> and you okay. know like they had like of course they also have like the like activities and stuff and so like uh the artistic director of that church he volunteered to show us screen printing and i was like oh so this is how they make t-shirts and stuff and this is like before all like the photo like mm. uh, photo motion you know all that stuff like oh. you have to like physically use an exacto blade to cut the design out and everything. Yeah. Wow, that's serious. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you know, you're definitely not doing any half tones with that thing. Yeah, know? yeah. So. That's really cool. So you've properly learned from the old school way of doing it. So, so if he had like an exacto knife and stuff, was he just cutting the film and then pulling through the film, or was he using that to expose onto no, the no screen? Exposure. No, it no was, exposure it, at all. Just it was kind of like uh uh well maybe there was because I think you're cutting like the top layer it's mm. you know and then like uh, uh I think I don't remember exactly how it went but I knew there was a cutting and then there's a layer where if you cut too deep you're cutting like the the transfer all right okay I think, I think you transfer that and then whatever you cut kind of just stays there maybe like after you uh maybe uh like wet it or soak it somehow yeah maybe it sounds like those emulsion sheets but that's oh i don't know rubelith or yeah i don't know could be could be any of those too did you <laughs> yeah yeah what the emulsion uh, sheets yeah yeah, yeah. the uh yeah. the capillary film yeah yeah because uh when i first got my machine that's kind of like part of the package that they had you know uh gave to use and so for a while that's that's what i was just using because that's the only thing i knew you know like i yeah. knew about the like the liquid emulsion but i'm like well that takes some skill to do that so i'm like i'm just gonna stick to the film but then i started realizing like it's kind of there's too there's a lot more variables to it actually really i thought it was like well, to cut the variables out like you you just have this very consistent layer but what what kind of things does it throw up uh it could be my consistency as well. But, <laughs> like, I wasn't but, wetting the whole thing. <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes it might be too wet or like for a long time, actually, like I was like being too gentle with it. Uh, and then like I learned from the manufacturer. I'm like, nah, you got to press pretty good. I'm like, oh, OK, well, even that <laughs> wasn't like cutting it sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't stay on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what could it be you know i could never like find the answer as to why i would do that like yeah and so i'm like you know what? let me just try liquid emulsion and you know it took me some time and to kind of get the, the the hang of like the consistency and the the technique you know like mm. yeah definitely so. and there's a lot more troubleshooting around for liquid emulsion over capillary film because it is still quite niche isn't it cat film and it's quite expensive, isn't it, per sheet? I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, I, I honestly think though, and I don't know, maybe it's just the luck or, but I feel like liquid emulsion is a lot easier yeah. other than like maybe a little messier, but you know, like, sure. Like as long as you have a, like ways to wash, wash it off with a wash booth, you're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of your work is actually quite detailed and half toned. And I guess that you get quite a lot of photos and stuff. Am I right? Like, have you had to? That's what uh, I've seen in your stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like, uh, <laughs> that's kind of like, I want to say it's like maybe just a couple. And some of it is just stuff that I do for myself, like for mm. my merch. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes when you start doing it and you realize how how accessible it is to yourself you're like oh sure i could just do it myself i'm like you know yeah. and then you just kind of get hooked on that technique and you just try to apply it and all this stuff yeah that's true yeah. so you've got your own rock steady shirts haven't you like how many like different designs have you have you made for your own merch do you reckon oh i have a lot of designs but i haven't marketed all of them yeah. i haven't i haven't uh like kind of figured out how to do it because i know i know like having like a shopify uh i know it's like 30 to 40 dollars a month mm -hmm. and i don't think i'm getting that much sale to kind of justify the purchase yeah i understand um but i did have uh i do have like a a work around it right now i'm just using uh paypal uh you know like the buttons the old school like copy yeah. paste html and you know but I'd like to, yeah, maybe, maybe when I get to it again. That's I'll, such a good idea, though. Just is so for telling customers who've got other websites how to get merch on their store, don't bother doing like a whole Shopify thing if it's just a one off. Just do right. the PayPal button. Right. And that's another thing, too, is because back then, like you couldn't have a cart. You know what I mean? Like you make one purchase, you buy that one. If you want to buy the same stuff on a different size, you get a, making the, another purchase mm. which is i didn't i don't know if they've had it all along and i just never knew but i found out that there's a cart button there you're like oh shoot <laughs> like it literally just put that there and you know i was like yeah. okay that's awesome so you could literally just make any website into a like a payment cart now right that? Oh, okay i mean a lot easier uh I, I mean of course like paypal will take some fees but then you know that's just standard but that's like the takeaway from like the shopify fee monthly <laughs> yeah exactly um so how do you actually go about attracting customers do you do it just from your reputation or like what kind of like advertising have you ever done that you found worked for your kind of business i think I think definitely Instagram paid, uh, played a lot a part mm -hmm. to it. Because yeah. A lot of the people that have met me or introduced me to them, they showed my, you know, showed my work. And then I would just get, you know, sometimes when I meet people, they just hit me up on Instagram, DM me. It's like, hey, uh, I was introduced to you. You know, I was just wondering if you could do the shirts. We have a show, blah, 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 two weeks, something like yeah. that. Well, two days. <laughs> Some other I'm friends like, let me down. <laughs> Something like that. I, I, I'm like, yeah, that that does happen, and you know, you know how it goes. Like, what do you do with that? You're like, oh man, 
Yeah, exactly. So how, how are you how are you guiding them to sell shirts? Like how are you finding that musicians buy? Do you think they just are they quite good customers in terms of like understanding that they need merch on the day and they get a good a good order up front? Or are you finding they're doing pre-sales or like what type of kind of way are they ordering? Uh I think a lot of them are doing pre-sale, like a um how do I call it? Yeah, a pre-sale where it's like, oh, you know, uh, let me know, you know, it, like they take payment up front and then like, so they know what size it is. And I already know ahead of time. And then I told them, you know, I just tell them like, hey, make sure it's like at least like my minimum. It meets my minimum. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like otherwise each shirt, you're only going to make a dollar each, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, because. What, what is your minimum for your kind of stuff? Uh, Two dozen. Two dozen? Shit, that's quite a lot. <laughs> like for really? for musicians, they're often so erratic. Like I've always found that they want like some display ones, and they feel like they're going to sell out when they're actually there. I've just found them a little bit more difficult than that. But yeah, sometimes they're asking for like ten or five or something. That's why I was like, that, that, are they pre-ordering or yeah? That's Do you happened. tend to just? Do you tend to just do it for them or do you go, no, you really need to come back when you've hit the minimum? I, I do it for them, but, you know, I, I do tell them about like the the adjustment on the price per shirt just because, mm-hmm. you know, and I've I've always speaking of I've always wanted to make my own version of the video that you made where it's like, oh, if uh, if somebody wants to order a shirt, show them this video, you know, and then you yeah. do that. You're like, you like you actually printed four shirts and you're like like the three, I just get to keep you're not getting that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you just throw the three away that they they said they didn't want i know you just get so done like worn down by it don't you but i don't want to be like a little stress head on instagram but i i thought that 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 instagram video needed to be made you should do your I, I own I need, do your I need own to, anything I, I think I reposted it, but I think I didn't have that much following, but I think I should repost it again because people understand, so people understand, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. They understand your pain. Um, so could you tell me about like um, how you started to like invest in equipment and stuff for your business? Like what did you get that worked or did you get anything that was just actually just a massive mess or have you got the same stuff that you started with or? Uh, I, I have the same stuff I started with. Uh, I didn't find, you know, like, as they say, it's like, don't try to fix something that's not broken and it hasn't broken <laughs> yet. So yeah. one thing that has broken is my, uh, my, my flash dryer. Uh, you know, like you can't, you can't be cooking, like literally cooking food and, and try to like experiment <laughs> stuff in the garage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, are you, are you cooking food in your dryer? You're not cooking food in your dryer. No, no, no. I'm saying it's like I'm going <laughs> back. I, I'm, I'm going in and out of the house and into the garage, you know, like, like yeah. printing and, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not that great of a like task management manager after all. <laughs> so what, how but, did you break it? Did you burn something in there or? Well, all the electronics, all the timer stuff had broken, you know, uh, I had burnt and, you know, like, so right now it's still going, but I don't, you know, obviously the only thing that doesn't work there is a timer. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. It was, you know, uh, 
Oh, however, my neighbor came over. He's like, "Hey, there's smoke coming out of your garage." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that." Oh, I've had people walk past and go, "Oh, yours is the stinky shop," and I'm like, "It's not that bad." Like every so often, we've got a little bit coming out, but I don't think it's that bad. It used to be like full on solvent ink smell, but like, oh, yeah, yeah, those are the worst. Yeah. Like, do you ever do you ever print on like stuff that isn't t-shirts? Yeah, uh, mostly it's just tote bags. I mean, it's kind of like uh, the easy merch stuff. I have yet to do koozies. Koozies, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I, I've been intrigued, you know, because I go to shows and they give you free koozies. I'm like, hmm, this is right. Yeah. I'd like, yeah. Not, I'd... Yeah, you're not scared to print on polyester. I've seen you print on polyester and sports shirts and all sorts of things like that. Yeah, I just kind of, I, I mean, I have, I've had some horror, like one horror story. It's not that horror because it's not that horror, horrific, I'd say, just because I didn't have to, like, it, it, the realization is what's horrific, I guess. It's I think you're going to tell uh, us what it time, is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. well, what it was was a a swim team uh from from one of the prestigious colleges here. There's a city like maybe a couple of cities away called Claremont, and they're known for like having five colleges in one campus, and like you know it's richy rich people. You know what I mean? Like yeah, for them yeah, to be yeah. going there, and they they needed somebody to print their water polo like uh I guess gear or whatever uh the the swimsuits that they have mm-hmm. and so they're like oh we'll provide you the swimsuits so i was like okay that i'm already in my head i'm like oh you guys are providing it so i was like okay well you know i didn't i don't i don't follow like like mainstream brands or anything like that so at the time i didn't know what lululemon was oh shit <laughs> lululemon <laughs> that's like that's hundreds per suit isn't it i don't really yeah. know yeah and so like I, I was kind of just like uh, cocky, I guess, or didn't like, didn't give myself room for error, you know, it's like, uh, and then I didn't realize like one of the pallets or the platens that I was putting it on didn't have enough adhesive and I wanted to double up a print. And of course, what happens when the registration doesn't ma- ma- uh, doesn't match on the second pass, you know, you get the blurry effect. And then I was like, oh, man, I got to comp this somehow. Yeah. I'm like looking online to see how much it is. I'm like, oh, dang, dude, this <laughs> yeah. costs more than what they're going to pay me for the whole job. Yeah, that's <laughs> savage. So what's that even made out of? Is it like, are you talking like Lycra or are they just like Probably children's blood or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> to be that bloody expensive. Yeah. I, I used to take on all sorts of men- like crazy orders. Like I even took on swim caps once. That is specialist. Don't take on swim caps unless you've really done your research on your inks and stuff. It's hard. Uh, well, the, the, those are like, those are polyester or something, no? Little nylon. Oh, they're not even polyester. They're like, uh, I think I blocked it, it from my mind. No, no, no. They're like the swim cap, like the, the one right, you stretch right. over. The, That's the thing that literally looked like rubber, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably is rubber. But I remember doing it and just trying to cure it with like what I had. So you can't heat it because it will just shrink. So you had to find an air drying elasticated ink. 
I did it, but then I also like felt sick from the fumes that I was using. So that's oh I'm yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a really really tough job. Don't don't do swim caps and rod. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. I'll take I'll, I'll take that uh I'll take that advice. <laughs> yeah. So um, oh. do you ever go to some of these gigs that the musicians have like actually like you know commissioned you for the shirts and you've gone to the gig? I've I have gone to well I did one live screen printing uh oh, for cool. like a grand opening for the said record store that I would did it um that i kind of contracted with it, it was fun it, it's kind of it's kind of cool to see people's faces light up then they see it because it's so surprising how so many people don't even know how shirts are printed mm, mm. like I, yeah. I have a feeling like a lot of them think it's just it just happens in a press of a button and then you get a shirt like it's not like your house printer you know <laughs> Like, yeah, maybe so they've accidentally seen DTG and then just didn't see us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like not all of them are like DTG. I mean, I don't know. I I I feel like there's a big. Uh, I don't want to say like uh, like el elitism. Elitism is that the word? Yeah, like maybe. With screen printers versus DTG printing. Yeah, I discussed that recently with one of the DTG people, but they're saying that not all dtg is the same and it does come down to the operator and stuff like that so i don't know we just need to stick in our lane i think uh i don't think we're gonna agree that it's the same um <laughs> yeah yeah it's true um because sometimes too when that's one of the solutions i do is when the customer just needs one shirt and it's something complex then i would go dtg route i tell them that and then i just commission a uh like a another shop to do it yeah do you still take the work like are you still responsible for the job and then you get a commission on it or do you just say they do it and then you just leave the customer to kind of do business with them separately how do you figure it, that out it depends if i like the customer <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah. if you still want to talk to them <laughs> right now sometimes sometimes uh I, I do sometimes I do uh like if I have it in me to kind of make the delivery or give it to that person because uh, uh you know uh but there are also times where I've given them the business and told them straight up to go to them you know it's like yeah you know these guys do a good job and then and just tell them I sent you you know that you know it depends on what I'm trying to work I guess like if yeah. I'm trying to work like the networking part of things and I tell them like yeah just go to them and tell them I sent you you know yeah and hopefully that comes back as that DTG person then sends a screen print job to you hopefully yeah maybe that could work maybe out that, that way hmm. yeah yeah I, but I've never like really checked or anything to find out if there's any <laughs> ROI on that yeah so I wouldn't um, know I wanted to ask you about your live screen printing. So like, how did you set that up? Like I've had a customer recently ask me for like six different designs, six different colors, and I've got to go there and print with 80 different people. I'm like, that is too many variables for me. But like, what did you bring with you to the shop to do your live printing with? And how many designs and colors did you figure is a good, good kind of like point to bring? Oh, it was just one design. It's yeah. like a two color, uh, uh, two color on the back and then one color in the front uh and then um 
that's all I had uh I had brought uh and I I made a mistake and I also like related it to one of your videos because you're like hey make sure it's heated properly because I remember you did a video where you used a heat gun to cure the ink God, did I? Was it as an example of like yeah. weird things? Okay. Yeah. Like to make sure to make sure that it's heated enough, which you know, that was kind of like horrific for me because I, I didn't even bring it my I didn't even bring my thermometer, which was the number one mistake. Mm. Uh, but I will never do that again without my flash dryer for sure. Yeah. Would you ever do water-based printing on site because i feel like that's quite a good setup because then you could just heat press the shirts when they're like touch dry and stuff that i would kind of trust a bit more like having some like cold cure additive or something but um, i was just thinking if you're going and doing live printing bringing a proper heater it can be a bit dangerous around all these newbies kind of <laughs> right like you gotta have like a caution tape around your area <laughs> yeah like don't be trying to break in my area, fools. <laughs> so, uh, did um, it? Are you saying it did go well, or it didn't go well? That printing event in the well, end? printing event went well, but I couldn't guarantee that the ink stayed. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like maybe yeah. they were able to wear it the day of, and then like, like <laughs> I don't know how well that stayed. Like, I did. I did hear some friends tell me like, "Hey, uh, some of the ink kind of faded." I was like, "Crap! I knew yeah. it. Like, I should have listened. <laughs> I should have listened to my gut." Yeah. yeah but even even for this live printing that we've got lined up if if the customer does want like six colors six designs i'm actually just going should we just bring a heat press and some transfers because then you can have as many colors you can even have all their bloody names written out if you want just chop them out stick them on right Surely that would, yeah i think mm. i think that would have been okay well if you're really trying to highlight screen printing, then that's a different story. Yeah. That would kind of prevent it for you. Because, I mean, for me, I think, like, for them seeing the actual process of screen printing is different. You know what I mean? Like, if they wanted to if they wanted to go heat press, well, they, they could go to swap meets or whatever you want to call. I don't know if what you call them there. Swap meets, uh, yards. Uh, what is What are they called? Like, flea markets? Oh, yeah. Like that. Like they have those where, you know, people just have stalls, you know, like, and they even have it at the malls, you know, like the kiosk at the mall where they do it for you and you get yeah. to see how they do it. But I think yeah. it's a completely different story if they you're trying to highlight like screen printing. And I think that's what makes it special, you know, like when they see it. I love, like I said, I just love seeing people's like, you know, like brains blown when they first see it for the first time, you know, like the yeah. actual process of it was like whoa this is crazy i didn't think this is how it worked <laughs> yeah i think you're right because yeah the the actual print might be more what they want but you're never going to get that magic that you get with actually pulling the ink through yourself and stuff have you right. ever let them do you let them hold the squeegee and pull it themselves or are you are they just kind of knee when you're doing it um i have it but i thought about it but at the same time there were already like maths going on in my head. I'm thinking like, okay, well, do I tell them like, hey, this is your shirt. It's not on me if you don't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. there is there is a technique to to like pushing, you know, or pulling whatever method you prefer. So, I, I mean, I I haven't let people do it. Like, 
like my when my uh my brother and his family came over and my niece were still kind of young i let them try and i could already tell you know like okay well <laughs> you know like they they yeah i mean it's fun if you kind of have some i guess i would let them if i had like some uh pellons to print on like for yeah. them to kind of it on like sure yeah it sounds like you're you're looking over them sucking through your teeth anyway so it sounds right, like you're yeah. like oh stop touching my foot right <laughs> yeah like, cringe moments i know <laughs> i've actually got um two of my staff coming in to print their own uniforms next week i'm actually really looking forward to that i think that'd be cool because if, hmm. if people are selling shirts that are screen printed it's good for people to know the process and what goes into them just in case right. someone asks as well, if they're like, oh, what makes this shirt special? And they're like, oh, well, that's screen printed with this. And you've got a little bit of backstory and um, <laughs> then you can appreciate it. And then hopefully right. no one will bring in a shirt that's washed off anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Yeah. I think the, um, I think sorry. process is important. I think the process is important, uh, which I think that's another thing too, is uh, it's, it's kind of... Uh, easier to take pride in something that you're selling when you know what goes into it yeah for sure yeah so um, you're talking about your graphic design and stuff how do you start a design like are you commission things and then you how do you start are you doing sketching and then bring it onto the computer or what's your kind of process um well a lot of times customers have this idea already and then um they would have them on like paper just because, you know, that that's the only resource to have is just having it drawn on uh like paper and, you know, they, they would scan it high res and, and, you know, I would just pull it up on Photoshop if it's like a detailed with gradients and, you know, just make the bit mapping process for the half tone or whatever. Mm. And it's just like, Lion, lion art. Then you know, I would just open it up on Illustrator, then trace it. You know, so yeah. that's what I would. And if they commissioned me to start from scratch, where I would do the artwork myself, then that's a different story. Then I give them. I, I I always give them like three like design studies for them to kind of choose from, and then give them three, uh, three chances to make revisions to that. To that uh study mm -hmm. or to that draft yeah yeah so yeah that's cool so do you um do you draw basically i'm just trying to see how people draw things because i've been given this me and emma have been given this commission and i just can't get off the paper onto the computer in a in a good way so i can draw things but then i want to be able to draw directly onto the tablet and it makes sense whereas i'm uh -huh. very much like fixing images in illustrator or fixing things in photoshop but i can't actually like do all the line work and have my creation come about i'm i've kind of like not got that artist section you seem to have <laughs> oh, got well, like that. No. <laughs> i mean i guess there's levels to it right i can't just say like i'm an artist or i'm not an artist but because when i see other people's work i'm like dang like you're literally just an artist i was like you yeah. know like you're, yeah. you're like spot on kind of thing um i think i think wait, are you talking about like the uh uh are you talking about like the um like the precision of the lines that you're drawing is that what you're talking about 
I think so. It's just getting my own work up to a level that is <laughs> considered good from like an artist's perspective. Whereas mm. I've spent like the last however long just fixing other designs or taking a designed artwork and then making it screen printable like a technician. But it's oh, pretty just down to practice or something. <laughs> I see. So if it's like if it's like you drawing and the precision of lines, I I would say like a tablet. I don't know if you use a tablet. Yeah, I I, I would scan it and literally just use the image either as a background if I'm not uh if I'm not doing the gradients from like if I'm if it's like a complex design like with gradients, then I would just uh edit that design itself unless there's some stuff that needs to be fixed on that design then yeah. i would but then like yeah like like if it's like line art or like clean edges then i would put down uh illustrator and then i would use like the uh you know the pen tool and just go at yeah. it but i do i do use a, a tablet here i have a, a drawing tablet that uh you know of course uh the graphic one with like the uh, no the the display one where you could see like the you're basically like uh the monitor on the mm. tablet itself because yeah. you know so so it makes it makes it easier you know like even I am kind of getting used to the feel because it still doesn't feel like paper <laughs> yeah but you know apparently, it, it apparently you can put sheets on you can put sheets on the iPads to make it feel like paper have you seen that. You can make really? it look like a vellum or something. Yeah, I'm sure there's something like that for iPads. I saw it in the Apple Store the other day. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have an iPad. I just have this, uh, like a drawing tablet that I connect to my uh, MacBook. So, um, mm. I mean, yeah, that's interesting. I'm. I'm gonna look into that. Um, that always throws me off. <laughs> so yeah. I, I like the feeling of like the, the. The texture feeling the um you know the contact of the stylus to to that i know what you mean yeah because like i've got an apple pen and stuff for the ipad and it's just like the biggest expense that i've never been able to master like i was trying to take like online workshops for it and stuff and i just couldn't <laughs> my brain just couldn't make the the stylus work how i wanted it to work I feel like right. it's just like other things where you just go push through the pain barrier, do all the workshops, and eventually it will just click. But or like learning the guitar or something like that. But <laughs> I don't know. It's maybe maybe I'll just put some effort in and. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's also. It. Yeah, I think it's a learning curve thing too. Yeah, for sure. There's a skill involved in like or, or like because there's so many ways to kind of pro problem solve that, especially with like these programs, right? Like, there's so many ways you could knock out an image or you know what mm. I mean like with different tools too you know like there's just one more efficient way than the other and finding that is always the key so like for example if you're trying to fix a gradient and you're just like manually doing it with a brush tool and you're like oh I can't get this right it doesn't look as clean then you could just kind of draw the shape and then like use the gradient tool and then it comes out cleaner you know stuff like yeah. that like there's techniques you know so uh that's what I mean when sometimes you have to like edit some images. I, I guess it, that's what I would do. Uh, is yeah. is you know I think knowing 
knowing what each tool does, you know, kind of helps you know, kind of like have options and how you should solve it anyway. Um, but then again, that 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 becomes like an expertise in itself, which man, like especially with like all these like Adobe Creative Suites, like they're always coming out with new versions, and there's always going to be like new things to to you know like there's new features all the time that you're always constantly learning and i think you have to be you know yeah i i just found um one on illustrator do you know like they've got illustrator beta like the, the one that they're kind of like testing out have you seen it they've got it's it's you can download it on creative cloud if you've got one of their subscriptions but it's right. actually useful like there's so many useless things that like mid journey i find mid journey completely useless but there are actually adobe <laughs> things that are good so they've got this thing where if a customer sent you a font that's been outlined already it mm. auto auto detects what the font is and you're like what oh, interesting. yeah and it keeps the um you know the styling of it so then you can mm. just select the font and retype it so if they've sent you a poster for 2022 they can detect the font, especially if it's in the Adobe library. And then you can just to go minus the two, put the three on, then it's the oh. updated photo. Instead, you're just on the internet scrolling through thousands of different fonts that look like oh. the font that you, it's the best. That's really good. And um, have you, have you tried um, Photoshop generative fill yet? Have you seen I'm that sorry, one? Photoshop it's what? Generative, oh, generative fill. fill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yes, I've seen it. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, I should have tried it the last project that I I, I worked on, but uh, it's a little bit more rushed, so I couldn't. <laughs> I oh man, I've I've always been. I, I want to try it. I want to try it. I haven't I haven't used that fe feature yet. Yeah, it's got some quirks. So <laughs> I did it. There's a funny, like basically, I've used it twice. One of them's like a photograph that was portrait and really tight. And then I needed to make a landscape version and you just select the two boxes next to it. And it just had like this whole gra graffiti scene and it was perfect. Did that. Uh -huh. And then the other one, I tried to get rid of this person and then it uh -huh. fill filled in this freaky person generated from four or five other people around them. Oh, so they had like glasses, like a cap, and then someone else's face put on. It was like freaky, but if you were just looking at the at the whole picture really quick, you wouldn't notice that it's like a weird freak AI person just made in the corner. The freaky as in like the features don't match type thing? Yes. Oh, shit. Like, at least you've got this guy's face, this guy's head, and the colors oh, of the, and someone else. And their feet are like backwards. Like one of their feet straight and the other one's like on backwards. It's quite funny. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm sure trippy. it would get better. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, wow. I mean, yeah, things things are uh things are changing in like the design and the creative space, you know, because of AI. So mm. we'll see. But yeah. they still need people to print stuff. So Yeah, exactly. But also AI still sucks at the moment, like compared to graphic design. Um, hopefully it doesn't get too quick. <laughs> um yeah. Nimrod, can I ask you what your unpopular opinion is in the screen print industry like what do you hear loads of people say and you just flat out disagree with it do you reckon uh, i mean nothing that i haven't heard 
anybody else talk to you in in, in the That's other okay. episodes but <laughs> um you know like for sure like oh dtg you know versus that that's one you know where they always like say uh um and again they had just you had just uh you know told me about uh dtg person and said that it could be matched now you know dtg depending on who who the user is you know um another thing too is i think like the uh the competition aspect of of like the printer because like i think a lot of people see where it's like oh it's my customer like you know mm. what i mean like uh they're kind of um guarded with who their customer is and what they're doing like from one shop to another mm. uh, especially when they're local or like within you know within your driving proximity but it, it's not even as competitive really you know like I know a lot of local printers within my area that I'm friends with. And it's like, there's, there's enough work for everybody to where you're yeah. not, you don't have to be a douche about like, like who or, or what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like I do, yeah. it's, there's, there's this sense of like, you know, like you're not a lawyer, like you're not, we're not talking about like a law firm here where like, you know, like there's, there's enough information. <laughs> Just yeah, you know, like there's there's enough work for everybody, really, for you know, f- so you don't have to worry about like, you know, like oh, you know, that's a co- uh, comp- uh, competitor shop, you know, like like no, it doesn't matter, you know, like mm-hmm. we refer each other people. Sometimes, like it would be great, you know. Uh, my goal is to have enough work to where it's like, hey, I'm I'm overbooked to you know i want to send my work to other people or or at least like not necessarily give them the contact but still get them the job and you know they think i did it whatever yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know mm-hmm. like it should be like that it's like a it's more like a i like the idea of like the whole you know like a a network of a community-based type of setup as opposed to like oh i'm here for myself kind of thing you know like mm. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's one thing uh, between well, a lot of shops who think like, you know, I think I've I've had I've worked with some people like that where they think it's like, well, relax, dude. <laughs> like, it's it's not like that at all. That's that's a good point. I even had um, uh, a company that used to farm out work to me, and then I did one of those boards where you put all the people that you've done work for, and I put like Vodafone. And yeah. I've done work for Vodafone independently of him. It's just like a big uh, telecoms kind of, I don't know if you've got it over there. And he's like, you can't put Vodafone. That's a customer that I do work with. I'm like, everyone does work for Vodafone. It's it's the whole town does work for Vodafone. You're not, you don't own that right. customer, but they do do jobs with lots and lots of people. Also, yeah. I don't I didn't give a shit. I'm going to put whoever I want on my board. Um, right. And even then, shouldn't that person have talked to Vodafone instead of you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's you guys' you know, NDAs to worry about, not me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, yeah, it's crazy. But I do think that more community-based stuff is needed. So I said this thing the other day on my Instagram, and I got quite a lot of kickback for it, where I said that we don't really need trade shows anymore because I just can't. The trade shows in, in the UK, 
I don't really, I want to know what the American ones are like, but in the UK, they suck. Like there's nothing going on for us. Out of like 50 booths, there's one screen print booth and then there's 20. Yes, genuinely there was one screen printer out of the whole bloody place. It's not screen printing anymore. It's just DTG and (laughs) embroidery and do you know that um, Inca toner stuff, white toner. It's like, no one wants this. Um, oh, so it's basically DTG, but then you have like the base coat, a white white option for the white base coat? Oaky toners? Basically? No, it's even worse than that. It's kind of like a photocopier, and you're supposed to use that on shirts. It's no one, I've, I've never seen anyone actually run a shop with it. Um, but anyway, so people are like, no, 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 we love trade shows. But then you're seeing people like uh, Andy from ShirtCon hosting their own kind of like, um events and they get mm-hmm. loads of printers to come and even ryan from ryanet has that water-based camp where he just invites mm-hmm. people to his place i feel like that is much much more effective and cost effective for the manufacturer as well and more fun for us so uh i can i can see trade shows uh dipping down into the old-fashioned way of doing things <laughs> what um, have you been to some do you reckon I tried to go every year, actually. Uh, I only skipped like maybe like four or five years until I came back again, like last year or mm-hmm. this year. Because uh, we have we have it here uh, every January. It's called ISS. I don't know yeah. if you, yeah, ISS so, Long Beach. I don't yes, know. the one uh, the one in Long Beach is the one I go to. I make a day. I, I make a day of it because it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> like I take you know public transportation all the way from inland all the way to long beach and you know uh that in itself is the fun part i guess <laughs> yeah. do you try and see how many freebies you get on the whole way around <laughs> oh yeah you know that uh you know uh yeah i mean that's that's the, the whole thing of it but as far as like i don't think it's like once you're in the business you're in other than you're trying to change like your operation or adding some more stuff to your operation then that's the only time i would say like it's you know um it's useful for you as a as a shop or as a business you know like mm. uh because literally literally like what what do i need to know that i didn't already know you know what i mean like uh like other inks i'm like okay well i mean i get catalogs already you know yeah. like uh, would, oh. would you take recommendation from a manufacturer at the trade show or would you rather would you actually like take their word for it if you've done your research and looked into a bit of kit or would you rather ask another screen printer who's already using the kit and say like, how are you finding that? Or would you do both? I think it's both. I think, I think both would be ideal just cause those people that make this stuff don't know Jack about like how it actually works when you actually use it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like it's a lot for. It's the same for a lot of industries, right? Uh, like where, you know, like they might they might think this is easier. Like I said, like go back going back to the example of the capillary film. It's like those people that probably use the, or sell the capillary films don't know extensively what it would take to to make the capillary film work for a stencil making a screen, right? Hmm. Um, but then they keep, probably you would keep pushing that product even though it's not as cost effective or 
time efficient for the user you know like they don't know yeah so that, that might be right um yeah i do get that so you might the people who are selling it might not be able to actually operate it in real time like in an actual studio environment is that what you're right saying? right yeah so hmm. it just gave me some better ideas on how to uh be partnered with them as a screen printer like you know uh especially if uh people like uh people like us who have like uh like social social uh like social mar social media marketing like uh channels where it's like hey you know give us some stuff for us to try out we'll, we'll let you know how it works you know what i mean mm. that's yeah, a good idea but we definitely need the manufacturers we need the suppliers and then it's just like instead of having an old piece of kit in the corner of your warehouse that hasn't sold yet, even if it is secondhand, just put it in an active environment where people are using it. Right. <laughs> and then like the deal could be like, as soon as that's sold, it needs to go and we'll try and give you another one. I don't know if that works in a real time environment, but I feel that you can sell more when people can see it working for someone else and actually making that person money. As opposed yeah, to like that, this, this prints ten thousand prints an hour. It's like no, it doesn't. No one prints ten thousand prints an hour. Like <laughs> no, yeah, uh, that's kind of like I actually wanted to bring that up because that that's what they told me my machine could do. It's like <laughs> they said something about like like ninety sh shirts per hour, and and that's okay. That's kind of doable. Like, but nobody wants to print that much. Like it, it depends too. Like they give you like. They don't even put an uh, asterisk to kind of tell you like what baseline it is. Like, okay, is this is this for like five colors or is this just for one? You know what I mean? Like they just they just you know it's very salesy where they just get you on the numbers and you're like, oh really? That's good. Yeah. The yeah. the worst ones are when they tell you how much money you can make um, per day on that machine because the variables in that is just crazy unless you're printing like black on white shirts with three people on the press like loading unloading and i right. don't know what the other other poor bust is doing like moving the ink around right. or something but yeah i do get what you mean by that they're not <laughs> accounting for they're not accounting for the fact that you're in la county and real estate is expensive so <laughs> yeah. yeah like what is this for people in the midwest or what yeah <laughs> So, like, um, how long have you actually been running Rocksteady as as the business that it is now? Do you reckon? Ooh, uh, I want to say since the either two two thousand seventeen or two thousand eighteen. Yeah, you got like Maybe. proper. Mm. Yeah, like I've always, you know, I've always just had like name to be like graphic design, but. I kind of wanted to not use my name in the business. So that's, you know, that's what I went towards. Yeah. Is is Rocksteady, is that a type of music like Scar and all that type of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's a genre of music. It's a genre, you know, like, uh, you know, it's kind of between like what reggae is and what Sky is, you know, before it went to that. You know, they're like, oh, it can't be dancing all crazy, willy nilly, like in <laughs> amidst, you know, in the middle of summer in Jamaica, the kids are gonna be sweating, so they kind of slowed things down. <laughs> it does yeah. sound like a really good shop name because it's like, uh, if you take it out of the context of music, it sounds like someone that you trust because it's like rock 
steady right. it's like reliable it's actually a really right. good um shop name i think yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh, <laughs> i thought it honestly that's kind of like i, I got i, I want to say I, I i lucked out choosing that uh because you know a lot of people found me and from just the name you know yeah uh we talked about uh like i remember we chatted about uh a dm about alton ellis you know it's like mm. he's basically like he's basically like the michael jordan of like the genre like he's a godfather <laughs> rock steady and you know like uh, uh his daughter uh kesia was starting like a legacy legacy account for for that and you know they hit me up and found me because of my name and so yeah. i was like well it's cool that they wanted to work with me in that sense and you know, so it's, it's an honor. And at the same time, I don't think it would have happened any other way if, you know, my name was completely different. And yeah, yeah, for sure. That was an interesting one because you didn't they they asked, were they setting up that in the UK as well? And then you told them about me. And then I also got the same, same kind of job from them as well. Well, yeah, because they, you know, they asked me about you know like initially it was just like the i'm sure it was just about the graphic design at first mm. and like the designing aspect of things but then they but they realized that it's really for like uh merch and t-shirts to begin yeah. with mm. um and then uh during that consultation i told them that you know it's gonna cost a lot of money like to for me to like print them and then you know you guys are going to be paying for shipping especially if you guys are going to worry about the distribution and the fulfillment of things you know like mm. you know which kind of gave you know that's what actually gave me an idea of offering like the fulfillment and the services as well where it's like you know what hey if you want to sell this stuff and just add me in like a like the email to where every time you get a sale, I get a notification and then I'll print them for you. Like worry about the packaging and ship it from here. And it doesn't yeah. matter where it is. But the thing is, the issue is that like, I'm sure the, the, like the, the mo most of the customers that they're going to get is, is there in the UK. Yeah. So it's like, well, might as well just, you know, like get it from there. Cause I'm sure people don't want to, pay like a lot of money for them just to for me to just ship them like one shirt or something you know yeah yeah in the end i feel really bad because i didn't actually know him as a musician and then they came uh, in and i was like oh my god so as soon as they left I, I had all these images and stuff and i had to put play the music and it is amazing like you're yeah. like oh wow how have i not heard this it's very cool to like listen to the same music for the about the musician that you were actually like printing for at the same time that's oh, yeah, very yeah. that's really really cool i love that doing that bit um yeah but your your thought about having this kind of partner in the us who's printing the same thing as you is a really good idea because like for example for us if we wanted to sell our shirts in america there's not much point in us actually printing them over here shipping them over there to the fulfillment center and then what <laughs> it would be much better to have like a similar right. size studio like you guys printing the same same kind of thing and distributing it yourself so yeah and then it could work the other way if yeah. you ever sold things in in the uk more than you did the us yeah 
It's an interesting thing to think about. <laughs> so are you offering so, fulfillment? Yeah, and, and that's kind of like, I, I thought about it. I haven't, I haven't, you know, I haven't done it yet. I did talk to some people who are kind of starting their own, uh, like brand and all that stuff. But, you know, uh, nothing has uh, came of that yet. I do have everything that I need for that, though. Um, you know, like I have all like the, like my vendors for the labels. And then like the, I have like the whole sizing stickers and the t-shirt bags, the poly bags, you know, all that stuff. Folder, you know, I, I got all that going, but you know, I haven't, I haven't done it for like a company yet. So yeah there's one thing you just said the labels are you are you gonna sew those on yourself oh no no no, not the uh i i was gonna say uh like printed labels like uh okay. the neck labels uh but i'm i'm talking about like the tags like the like the little tags with a yeah. tagging gun you know, like something that you hang just to give it like a little little bit more um value i guess yeah <laughs> yeah Stuff make like it look that. more retail um right right I did think that sewing on labels thing was something that I could achieve, but I don't think I can. I think I've just got to like sell on my sewing machine or just give in and give it to a seamstress or a tailor or something. But it's absolutely horrendous. I can't sew a little label on. It's the most pathetic right. thing. <laughs> again, that's, I think, again, that's another like learning curve where it's like, is it going to be, how do I justify like the time to take to learn this craft, you know, because it is a craft, you know, like whether you're using one of those handheld like sewing things or like an actual machine, it's like, then again, like, do I, do I have the space for this machine, you know, or do I have time even to do this? Like, how do I quantify all this? You know, that's, that's, that's the hard part. I know, but now I'm getting a graveyard of all the kit that I made us buy, and then it's just staring at me because I'm too pathetic to use it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Those are expensive paperweights, dude. They're really expensive paperweights, and they're clogging yeah. up, and they're getting dusty, and they're just staring at me. And then M's right. staring at me, not using them. It's horrendous. <laughs> so uh, are, are you seeing yourself um, move into, like, a, a different space in the future or are you really happy with the the size of your shop at the moment uh i am uh looking to see myself in a space uh there's going to be some adjustments involved other than the financials but uh i think the biggest is like you know like with that comes a lot of responsibilities now because mm. like i like the fact that my hours are flexible because i don't have to have hours like i just do my own thing and uh you know uh uh i don't know if this is an industry insider thing but like i don't i don't have a shop i just work from home yeah. like i converted yeah. my carport into that keep my overhead low you know uh and the thing is like with the with that said as far as like the walk-in like having customers and stuff i don't just let people come in here like i don't want people to know where i live kind of thing yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's the drawback of it and like uh you know like it's up my 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 um space is operational enough for myself but i don't think it's enough uh you know, for people to be there and see what I do or like kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I am looking 
into the I'm 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 looking into getting another space because that would be nice to have like an actual space where it's just work. Uh uh however, like I said, it's gonna I'm gonna have to have uh operation hours and you know opening, which is great too. Uh you know, because with that said, it's like I could I could I could have my merch there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I you know the, there there are some uh there are some things I'm considering like you know like the positives and the negatives of things uh but I think ultimately that's a goal to the goal is to kind of get my own space but yeah as I mentioned like real estate is just crazy here in LA County so yeah it's tricky though isn't it it's like people want to grow their business but every time you do a bit of growth, you're sacrificing a little bit of your own personal freedom. So I was, I was talking to her about that the other day. She was like, you're literally telling me this in a coffee shop where we've just walked out of work because one of our friends opened a coffee shop and we we're just having a drink. But it was like mm. 10 a.m. in the morning. Everyone else has to be in their studio sweating it out because there's an order going out too because they've got employees and they've got to keep the press running. and uh, what if yeah. someone comes to the door at that point and all of that type of thing? Whereas I'm just like, I can take a call from in here and it doesn't sound too bad. Like, right, I don't right, know. Right. Yeah, it's a sacrifice. Well, before, but... before we had this meeting, I was actually considering going to a coffee shop. Should I just go to the coffee shop? Or <laughs> yeah. just, uh, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it does come with freedoms because ultimately what I want to do is just uh, focus on the design and the uh like the logistics and the uh admin area of things to where I could just be anywhere and do it. Yeah. Uh, I I would like to you know have some apprentice kind of learn and you know um I don't I don't believe in an employment system because like I I want that person to kind of have an ownership sense to the shop, wow. and yeah. I know how it is like to be the employee like on that side of things because I did yeah. work for a print shop before uh it's it's hard to kind of take ownership when you're just an employee but when you actually are a shareholder that changes things you know what I mean yeah so how, how do you how do you put that in do you literally because are you how is the business like structured at the moment are you just like a single self-employed person or would if you did want to bring someone in would you have to give them 50% of the business or like a small percentage to start off with? Or how would 50, you want that? Dreamy. No, 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 not 50, but uh, would you, would you literally give them shares in the business or how would you? Structure yeah. yeah, yeah. That uh, I would have to say it's going to have to be percentage based and you know what I mean? Like give them an incentive and, you know, so how, whatever, whatever the shop makes, whether it's, you know, it's a lot, like you, you get more. So, you know what I mean? Uh, I think that's part of it is like, uh, where you would, it's kind of easy to see that, uh, like what you're getting based on what mm. you put in kind of thing. So it kind of gives them an incentive too, you know, and I'm seeing that for myself and yeah, it is me kind of, uh, projecting because I came from that, you know, that, that thought process, uh, like working nine to five, like making somebody else rich. It's like not cool. <laughs> yeah. But then like, who's taking on all the risk and stuff like, right um, exactly but could you just do that with bonuses <laughs> just uh, like... yeah yes yeah, true uh i think i think 
I think to each his own, really. Um, mm. There is no right or wrong way. It's just, uh, I think, I think for me, that's the the way I would like to go if I yeah. was to do to go about it is uh, just to give somebody a sense of ownership. And yeah, uh, of course, like that's going to be part of like the con- uh, the contract where it's like, you know what, this is, you know, this there is a risk involved. Just know that. Mm. But but, you know, at the same time, it's like this is a pretty good portfolio for you. Like yeah. if this does. And I was just like, dude, we you were here for so many years or whatever the case is. And you learned if if you wanted to start your own business, if you wanted to start your own screen printing shop, like you literally can. You learned from this place. You know mm. what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's another thing, too, is like uh, the the learning aspect of it. And it's kind of undervalued, you know, like uh even if i was the one uh even if i showed how to like print or whatever or or just just learning how to run a small business is already a, a big yeah you know, yeah it's very big, big knowledge. <laughs> uh you know? what do you reckon like the hardest thing was for you in terms of actually running it as a business do you find the financials difficult or do you find marketing more hard or what what bit, part do you struggle with do you reckon uh I want to say the marketing because uh, <laughs> I'm an introvert. Right. I, 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 you know, like for you to make a sale, you have to actually talk to people. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the things that I had to kind of break out of uh, is, is, you know, and then, yeah, I mean, even that was a step that led to one other thing, you know, like, because uh, like I said, I, 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 to begin with, I was a graphic designer, and to even just sell the graphic designer, uh, the graphic design side of things is already like hard. But at least it made it. It it kind of gave me like a, a step, uh, like mm-hmm. a to to get to that is when you're selling something that's tangible and you could do it by unit, which is like a shirt, which is yeah. easier, mm-hmm. I would say. But then you know, like the the next the next step is selling something that's kind of arbitrary. How do you price this? You know, like how do you price design? How do you price like, you know, brand strategy or brand identity? You know, like those are all like different. That's another level because it's like people don't, you know, if they want to, if they could get away with not paying you for design, they're not going to pay you people or like that. That's true. I know that hundred percent. So like, that is a really interesting thing to talk about. Like, you don't just do like on your website and stuff. It, it's not a typical screen print shop. It's actually you can come to me for all of your branding. So yeah, how, if somebody wanted to offer that, who is just a normal screen printer at the moment, how do you go about pricing things like that? Do you do it by the hour? Do you do you make a package and then price that, or what's yeah, a yeah. good way that you found that works? Uh. I would say I do, I do it uh per package because I I don't do per hour. I haven't I haven't done a per hour, and I don't, I don't think I ever have charged per hour. That's I never, good. I it's like you know, um, which you know, good thing you brought that up and keep reminding me because I want to make a kind of like a real like a educational reel about like why you shouldn't charge per hour. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Creative. Uh. You know, I think it it has to be per package. Uh, the hard part with with that is that 
it takes you a little longer to get back to the person uh, about the pricing. But at the same time, because, you know, like you want you want to close the, the, the deal is always you want to close as fast as you can. Right. Mm. See the deal right, right away. Uh, but if you don't have a, a set pricing, then, the, you know, like that's what makes it hard. But then if you have a set pricing, you're kind of constraining yourself. That's true. Like you're kind of trapping yourself in this you know like um because i don't you know like to me i don't have i don't have a i don't have a i don't believe in price table like you know like i'm i don't know i, I just don't I, it's like yeah it makes sense because everyone's going to want different things like you've got if you're offering a package what does that include like business card design a website that could be that's two huge variables already uh, like a website that's not yeah, a, sure. that could be a landing page or a 10 page catalog or whatever it could be yeah for sure and the thing is like you can't you can't categorize them into like okay well they're startup and i'm i'm an advocate for people starting up businesses i'd rather have people businesses than you know uh than work for somebody you know suffer mm. like me I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no uh but uh <laughs> so well, I know a bus. No, no, but uh, you know, like I, I really, I, I think it's just, I think there's definitely, I think, just the the, like the pride you get for for like making your own stuff and making mm. your own money in a sense, you mm. know, I'm sure it's worth something, whether it's like, whether it's like a uh, monetary or like you know just something. I think it's worth a lot more than like you know doing your job like okay for somebody yeah but but yeah i mean i don't yeah uh, <laughs> so i help them i give them a discount you know like that's kind of like those are the things i think of like if you're a startup i'll give you i'll i'll give you a break on the pricing but then like if you're like a big company then yeah i could you know then i could put on a zero <laughs> yeah put another zero on that you know like those are the ways that I kind of adjust my pricing, you know? Um, mm. Yeah. It's really hard to actually tell people about the value of their branding. But if, so my brothers, for example, own a construction company and they haven't rebranded in maybe like 15 years. And uh -huh. originally I did it for them. I did their logo and they never did anything with it. They never did a website. They barely did business cards, like nothing. God knows uh -huh. how they've survived this long without a website. But they have no, they won't give any value to it. I'm like, just give a, a graphic designer 5K. That sounds like a lot, but it's not for this. Give them 5K, make them do your website instead of trying to do it yourself on Wix and it looks like a horror show. Um, but they'll spend 5K really easily on a new, I don't know, weird laser for doing this one particular job but they won't spend it on their own branding i just don't know how to get it get it through to them the value yeah. of <laughs> so. yeah that's that's the hard part right because like um you know that's another thing too is like when it comes to branding it's like not every business needs this or that and that's the first thing i ask them it's like why do you need a logo you know like if their answer is just because i'm a business and every business needs a logo that's not good enough mm -hmm. You know, because I'm not going to talk to you, waste my time with like my consultation if you don't even put a value on this. Because I have a customer where 
you know, like it's family, family member, but I, I've done like a logo and took my time and I'm really happy with it. But I feel like it's under uh, utilized because there isn't like a, a sense of like, this is a tool, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, and, and this came, you know, like this came at a zero price. So it's like, I think, I think part of it is the subconscious and the commitment aspect of things, you know, and mm. how, how to write that into your sales pitch. I don't know, but, yeah. but there is that sense where it's like, if you didn't pay for this logo or if you, you got all your brand identity and your brand strategy for free or for nothing, then you're not going to follow it. You're not going to believe in it or, you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's, there's a commitment aspect to it that you, they're not going to be into. And, and like I said, it's based on experience. It's like, it's a great logo, yeah. but this person isn't doing much. And it's also affecting how this person is running that business because uh, again, like I said, it's, that's what they it, I think it's subconscious you know they feel mm. like they there isn't a value to it because they didn't pay for it so that's crazy yeah what, what I've started doing to a couple of people is if I want to do something for them for free because they are a friend or a family member we still send them an invoice and it sounds like a really horrible thing to do you send them an invoice and you say the value of what it was and then you say discount the whole amount Mm -hmm. So then they've got like a, they're like, oh shit, actually normally Chessie does charge for that. Yeah. And it does sound a bit arsy, like, oh, you do that to a family member. But yes, because your family members work for money as well. And they right. need to, they need to know the value of what you've just given them for free. Yeah. And, yeah, um, but, totally. yeah. <laughs> I just think it's I, a good I do that. Yeah, I, I do that in my invoices too. Like uh, if, if I did a design, if I had to edit, whether it's like just one quick thing, one pixel of edit, like I still send them that even though it's a zero because, uh, you know, like what I tell them is also I, I got to do this for tax purposes. That's a good idea. Pay. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, like Uncle Sam wants to know where, where, what I'm doing, you know, so it's like I got to let you know also. Yeah, yeah. You know, I so. wish ours was called Uncle Sam. That sounds actually relatively friendly. Ours is just like HMRC, <laughs> the tax man. <laughs> we don't we don't have like a friendly friendly nickname for someone who's. You, gonna you guys don't have a personified version of like a like who would no. that be? I I know <laughs> what they look like because they've come to my mom's house when she had a hair audit. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, no, I've never actually had it myself hope they don't because i don't know what the fuck is going on with my account so i just completely leave it up to someone else now um <laughs> thank you so much that's really i really appreciate all your time and stuff oh thank um, you so people can follow follow you on rock steady instagram are you on yeah. tiktok as well or uh no 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 on tiktok uh I figured Instagram is enough for whatever TikTok can offer. Uh, yeah. Instagram as well. Um, but that's another variable to kind of think about. So I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it, it went a bit weird TikTok recently. So I think uh, I think we could just leave it there. Or I haven't figured out how to get going again on it. But um, yeah, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Hope you have a nice day and uh, you, yeah, have you. a good printing time. Thank you so much. See you yeah, in a bit. Bye.